Welcome and thank you for listening to the Okuo Church Podcast. We exist so that people will be in community with Jesus and one another. We'll do that by listening to God, loving people, leading by empowering others, and linking to our community. We hope you enjoy it. Hello, Akuo. I'm so glad to be back with you once again to continue in our series called Inspect Yourself. So in this series, if you've been joining us, you know that during this time, we've been going through introspection, right? You can't have a series called Inspect Yourself without a little bit of an introspection. We've been looking at ourselves through the lens of how God put us together and how we have been given more because of Jesus. Now, in addition to taking a look at what we have and how we've been put together, we've also been looking at how we can use what we have. And today is not going to be any different. We're going to be doing the exact same thing. Now, before we go any further into this message, let me just go ahead and pray. So, Jesus, we just ask that as you, that you would be speaking to us today. We ask that you would show us how we are put together and how we can use what you've been given, what we have been given for you. And Lord, we just pray that we would understand how you love us just a little bit better today. We thank you for everything and we love you and we pray these things in your name, Jesus. Amen. Now this week as we've been studying through about what we're going to be talking about today, it reminded me of a car that my wife Lauren bought early on in our relationship. I think we were engaged when she got it. It was a 2008 Honda Civic. Now Lauren had heard all kinds of good things about how awesome Hondas are and how they last forever, so that was the car she wanted to go with and it was an exciting time. Now, a few weeks after she bought it, we, we took a trip to Austin and I was driving the car and you know going through there and Austin has some hills and we're going up this hill and the car wouldn't switch into the next gear while we're going to the hill. So I took my foot off the gas and then I pushed it again to allow it to kind of have an opportunity to change gears. And I did this a few times until it finally shifted in the next gear. And now I didn't have to do that again for the rest of the day until we were getting onto the highway. Once again, I paused to let the gear shift and then it shifted and you know, it was whatever. I mean, I, I thought it was kind of crazy that I was doing this, especially because this car was brand new, like brand, brand new. It had less than 1,000 miles on it at that point. So I was like, hey, we need to take the car back. So we, we took the car back to the dealer the next day, and then they called us later on in that day. They, the guy calls, and he's like, um, I have a question for you. Have you been racing in this car? And I'm like, my wife, the one that doesn't like to go on roller coasters, no, she hasn't been like racing her brand new car at some sort of underground racing circuit in her free time. And the guy's like, oh, okay, that's, that's really weird because the reason I'm asking is because your engine block is cracked. You know, the thing that makes the car go was broken. And really there's a good chance the engine that was made in this car, you know, it wasn't that good to begin with, right? And so I started looking at it and I actually found out that that is exactly the case. That from 2006 to 2009, Honda Civics were made uh, with a casting flaw in their engines, which caused a lot of their engines to crack. And so what happened is that Honda had to replace the engine block at no charge to us. I mean, they were the ones that messed up in the first place, right? So they were the ones that had to spend the money and the time to make this right. They were the ones that put the new engine inside of our car. And Kind of this is like us, right? We've lived in this world and we have this nature that we have developed because of this world, this fallen world. We have learned to be powered by an engine. We have learned to push as hard as we can with these things that power us, but this engine isn't built right. It's not the thing that's going to help us do 
anything in the best way possible. I mean, it'll help us go somewhere, but it's not going to be right. And if we really lean on it, if we really push it, it can actually cause more damage in us than it will help us to get where we need to go. That's why we need to go back to the source to get a new engine put within us. And this week, we're going to see how we can do that. We're going to take a look at how the Apostle Paul breaks down this idea, something similar to this, in a letter that God inspired him to write to his friends in the church at Ephesus. Now, remember last week we read Paul was walking us through what it looked like to leave scorch marks here on the earth. Lots of car references over the last few weeks. I don't know why. Paul explained to us how we can make our mark on this world through the powers and abilities we have been given through Jesus. That's what Paul talked about last week. This week, he's building off of that idea. This week, he's leading us through how we can make sure that our engine is changed up, tuned up, and ready to go. Here's how Paul starts it off. With the Lord's authority, I say this. Live no longer as the Gentiles do, for they are hopelessly confused. Their minds are full of darkness. They wander far from the life God gives because they have closed their minds and hardened their hearts against him. They have no sense of shame. They live for lustful pleasure and eagerly practice every kind of impurity. So coming off of what Paul just wrote, this is what he moves into. He explains where we have all come from, all of us, the place of the Gentile thoughts, a place that is without God in our lives. Now, when we were there, there were a few things happening. First, we have our minds closed off from him. We're not, we're not thinking about him all the time. And that closed off mindset leads to the second thing, that our hearts are actually hardened to be able to experience him at all. And it's from those two postures a couple of things can happen. Without the Holy Spirit working within us, there isn't the same level of right and wrong happening within us, right? With that, there isn't anything slowing us down. And I know that was definitely the case for me, like in college before I started to really follow Jesus. With that, I just used to like chase the exact things I wanted and all the stuff that I thought would make me feel better in those moments. Really what I was chasing were all the things the world was telling me would make me feel better. I was being powered by an engine that wasn't the best engine possible, that had cracks in it. And the reason I was doing this was because I didn't understand the true purpose of knowing Jesus. So this is Paul laying out all the old ways that they used to live their lives, right? And how they should walk away from it. And, and, and it's the same thing goes for us. Which, with this group that Paul's writing to, he knew them. He knew exactly the way that they lived their lives before they knew Jesus. Paul knows exactly all the things they were doing before they knew Jesus. And that's why Paul is telling them, and eventually us, to no longer live like the Gentiles that we were, like the Gentiles they were. So here's how Paul explains how we were called to more than just Gentile living. But that isn't what you learned about Christ. Since you have heard about Jesus and have learned the truth that comes from him, Throw off your old sinful nature and your former way of life, which is corrupted by lust and deception. Instead, let the Spirit renew your thoughts and attitudes. Put on your new nature created to be like God, truly righteous and holy. Here Paul is saying in the old days, you used to live your life in a certain way. Continue to walk away from that. Because now you know Jesus, and that's not what he called you to. Paul is trying to get us to walk with Jesus in a way that we never did before 
we knew who he was. We know the truth now. We know who Jesus is. We know that he is the one we should build our life on, right? We know that when we do that, we will be sturdy. Sturdy enough to take on the world, but also sturdy enough to like lift others up that are in need. This is part of the purpose we've been called to. We know what he has for us is something that will transform us. He has a new nature to hand over us. We might be in the same car, right? But our engine has been given an overhaul. And what is making us move is something totally different than what we had before. It's more powerful. It's more efficient. It doesn't have cracks in it anymore. It runs the way it's supposed to. That's what it's like to put on this new nature. It's simply changing the way that we are moved and powered in this new role that God has given to us through Jesus. And I, I get it, this whole thing sounds great. Live in your new nature, have this new engine within you. But what are some practical ways that we can live our lives out through this new nature? Well, let's read what Paul has to say next. So stop telling lies. Let us tell our neighbors the truth, for we are all parts of the same body. And don't sin by letting anger control you. Don't let the sun go down while you are still angry, for anger gives a foothold to the devil. So here are some incredibly practical ways where we can be operating with this new nature that we have been given. We can be running with that new engine. In this section, I definitely like how Paul sets it up. He doesn't have the expectation that we are these perfect beings, right? That we are now doing everything correctly. He's expecting us to mess up. He's expecting us to be in some of the wrong places. So he's teaching us the right ways to go. He's giving us the blueprint in how to operate in our new nature. So first he starts with lies, right? He wants us to stop lying and start telling our neighbors the truth. Then he gives us why we should be doing that because we're all parts of the same body. It's like, what good does this do for us to lie to our neighbors because we're really lying to ourselves? It's not helpful and it doesn't get us anywhere. Put on your new nature. Then he gets into anger, which isn't just don't get angry. He doesn't say that. Paul doesn't set that expectation. He, he understands that we are people, we have emotions and we will get angry. That's okay, that's not the problem. What he's breaking down for us is what we do after we get angry. We can't be controlled by that anger. We can't be powered by an engine of anger. Because again, being angry isn't the problem. It's the way we act out of that anger is what causes the issues with all the people's, people around us. So Paul says, don't let the sun go down on your anger. Basically he's saying, don't let it live inside of you for too long. Because when you do that, it gives a foothold to the devil in your life. It allows something much worse to come. So when we want to stop this behavior before it starts, right? This is exactly what we do. What has been really cool is, uh, in this stuff is that at my kid's school, they work on things exactly like this. And just this week, we had an open house, and the teachers walked us through one of the tools that they use on a regular basis to deal with emotions that get too big. They call it a meta-moment. It's a way that we can make sure that we aren't being truly ruled by our feelings. So this is the exact graphic that they show the students at the school. And for some reason, it looks like a piece of toast. And I'm not sure why that is, but it works. So let's just roll with it, okay? So the first thing that you need to do when you feel a wave of anger or any emotion that's going to shut you down or make you act in a, in, in a less than ideal way is that you want to sense it. You want to notice the change in your body or in your mind. 
we all know when anger hits us in a strong way, there's a saying for it, right? We're going to see red. So when that happens, we have to recognize it. Then the next thing you need to do is pause. Don't immediately act out of your anger. Take a second or a minute and allow yourself time to think more clearly about how you're going to react. Then after that, you need to see your best self. Imagine how your best self would react in the situation that you're in. This could be the moment where you think about how you would react if your new nature is what you were wearing. This could be the exact time where you decide you're going to be powered by this new engine and not by the old busted and cracked up one. And then finally, you strategize and act. You figure out the way that you will react to this situation. You think through how you can react to this situation with your new nature. Allow yourself to make a good decision here and not just letting your anger control you. Now, I get it. This might seem like a bunch of work to start this, right? It might seem like it's really inconvenient. It might seem like it's not necessarily an easy thing, which at first it probably will be. But when we go back to my engine, right? When you take in your car to get fixed, it's gonna take some time to get it repaired, right? You don't walk in with something broken and they give it back to you like five to 10 minutes later, especially not with a car and especially not with an engine. Working on your engine will take time. Changing into your new nature is a process. So if you want to live out of this new thing, then you need to know that it's going to take time. You need to know that there's not gonna be any shortcuts in this. And this is all good practical stuff to look at, but Paul isn't done. If you're a thief, quit stealing. Instead, use your hands for good hard work and then give generously to others in need. Don't use foul or abusive language. Let everything you say be good and helpful so that the words will be an encouragement to those who hear them. So he is doing something similar to what he'd been doing before. He shows you your old nature way of doing something and then explains the way how to act better. But here he he tweaks it a little bit. Here he speaks to something deeper. He says, if you are a thief, he says, if this is how you view yourself, if this is what you are skilled in, right? If this is what you see yourself as, then use those same skills that you use to hurt others, to steal from them, to do something good. In this, a thief is someone that's working at a high level, right? It's a high level of thievery. Because if you just took something every now and then, I don't think they would call you a thief. They just call you somebody that's taking something every now and then. A thief is somebody that does something like this all the time. So instead of using your God-given abilities to steal from people at a high level, use those same abilities to do good work. Use whatever you are doing to take away from the people in this world and all that same energy, go to work with it. It takes effort to be good at anything. So why not use that effort for good? Take that thieving effort and put it into giving to others. And he continues with the same idea with how we speak. We shouldn't be using foul or abusive language. We need to have everything we say be good and helpful. And y'all, that's a lot. I mean, everything we say needs to be encouraging. I know I can work on this, but real talk, if I need everything I say to be good and helpful, I don't think I can watch Cowboys football anymore. I mean, I say way too many bad and angry things at the TV as a a Cowboys fan during one of those games. Like, come on. Kellen Moore, what are you doing? Killing me. So that's silly, I know. 
But Paul gives us the reason why we should be striving to do this, because we want our words to be an encouragement to the people that hear them. I mean, just think about your life. Think about all the ways you have felt when someone has spoken foul or abusive language at you, or even just around you, right? That, that might be the reason you have all these cracks in your engine right now. Now think about when you've been praised. How did that make you feel? Or think about when someone has taken the time to help you work through something you are dealing with. It could be like this emotional situation. It could just be someone mentoring you at work in a good way. Think about how that made you feel. Think about how you value that person in your life. This is how we should be making people feel. This is how people should be viewing us. Because it's with this treatment of people that we can make our communities better. But also, it can be the thing that allows us to share the gospel with people. That Jesus died to save us from our sins. And when we believe, we experience an eternity with God and a life with him. So we need to be better in how we act because of how this affects the people around us. But there's another reason to live in this new nature, to be powered by a new engine. Look at what Paul writes next. And do not bring sorrow to God's Holy Spirit by the way you live. Remember, he has identified you as his own, guaranteeing you that you will be saved on the day of redemption. Get rid of all bitterness, rage, anger, harsh words, and slander, as well as all types of evil behavior. Instead, be kind to each other, tenderhearted, forgiving one another, just as God, through Christ, has forgiven you. We don't want to live our lives in a way where the Holy Spirit is brought sorrow. I've heard people call this grieving the Spirit. So think about it like this, if you're having trouble kind of figuring this out. Have you ever tagged along with someone to a party? Then you, you get there and you realize that you don't know anyone there and you don't really like the vibe of the party. And then the person you came with, the one friend that you have there, they leave you, and then you're left all alone in a place that you don't want to be, dealing with people that you don't want to deal with, that feeling that you have. That's kind of like what we're doing when we live in our, our lives in a way that is in our old nature. When we live a life in the old nature with the Holy Spirit living within us, we can cause the Spirit to grieve. We can bring sorrow to the Spirit, which is kind of amazing to think of, right? The Spirit, which is God, living within us is all powerful and we're making it feel bad. I mean, it goes on forever. Not only that, it loves us infinitely. It has infinite grace for us. So th think about the, the person or the thing that you love the most or the people. Now, how would you feel to know that they are doing terrible things that would only lead them down the wrong path in their life? and you had to sit there and watch it all go down. Now, what if you had sacrificed your entire life to give someone an insane inheritance and they squandered it all? How would that make you feel? That's what the Holy Spirit has to live through every time we live our lives in our old nature. So what we can do to keep the Spirit from having to go through that, there are some ways that we've been given. I mean, there's ways that we can walk worthy of the calling that has been given to us. 
Paul says them right here. Paul says we can first get rid of all bitterness, rage, anger, harsh words, and slander. We can get rid of any evil behavior we are participating in. Then we can be kind-hearted to each other, tender-hearted, forgiving one another, just as God, through Jesus, has forgiven us. So instead of acting in our old nature, allow the new engine that God has planted within us, allow that to push us forward. Allow that to help us love the people around us. Allow that to help us forgive one another. Because that is how God forgave us through his son Jesus. And that's the engine right there. We should be pushed and moved, not by guilt or sadness or obligation, but because we have been given an amazing example. An example that has given us everything. We should be acting like Jesus. We should allow his love, his grace, his patience, his empathy, his awesomeness to push us forward every single day. Now, for some of us listening right now, you might not have a connection to that example of Jesus right now. You might not have the connection to this new engine. You might still be cracked and, you know, shooting wrong and, and all kinds of stuff like that. You might not believe in Jesus. If that's you, first off, thank you for listening to this. Thank you for spending some time with us here today. I appreciate that. But if you want more than what you have right now, if you would like to be a part of this thing that God has set up, if you would like to experience what it feels like to be infinitely loved, then I'd like to help walk you through receiving that. To do that, all you have to do is have a conversation with Jesus and let him know that you believe. We would call that a prayer. And what I wanna do right now is lead you in that conversation. And to help you out, I'll ask the Akuo community to pray along with you. Because here at Akuo Church, no one ever has to pray alone. You always have a community there with you to pray with you. So if you want to confirm your belief in Jesus, just go ahead and say this between you and him. Just between you and him, just say, Jesus, I believe. I believe in you and what you did here on this earth. Today, the best way I know how, I give you my life. Now, for the rest of us believers, whether you've believed in Jesus for the last five seconds, the last five decades, I want you to do something. I want you to ask God a simple question. And then after you ask that question, I'm going to give you a minute to allow yourself to hear from God. You're just going to sit in silence. We're going to play a little bit of music just for you to kind of hear the Lord in that moment. So here's your question. Just ask God. Just say, God, can you show me where my new nature needs to grow?
us of how much we are loved. Remind us of how much we are valued. Remind us of how much you can do through us. Jesus, show us the ways you want us to put on our new nature. Jesus, show us the places you want us to move to. Jesus, let us be powered by you. We want you to be our engine. Show us how to put away our old nature, Jesus. Thank you for everything. We love you. And we pray all of these things, your mighty and awesome and lovely name, Jesus. All right, thank you guys so much for being a part of this today. Before we go, there are a few things that I'd like to share with you. The first thing I wanna talk about is the first thing that I wanna talk about almost every single week. It's our community groups. And we talk about them every week because they are so important to what we're doing here at Akuo. Remember, we exist so we can be in community with Jesus and one another. In community groups, well, that's all about being with one another. And then within those community groups, you can start to build your community with Jesus through some prayer and some great things in fellowship. Now, one of the groups I want to put a spotlight on this week is the Ladies Book Club. They meet up every single Tuesday night at 7.30. So if you're looking for good fellowship, good books, and honest conversation, then this is the place for you. Also, they rotate through, home, through the homes of the ladies that attend the group, so it actually happens all over the city. It's not just in one different place. So you might find out that they're meeting right down the street from you. So if you're interested in joining this group, go to akuo.church community to get signed up for that. Now, this might not be the group for you, but I want you to know that we have all kinds of other groups that will fit you and your life. You can currently see all those groups that we have going on right now at akuo.church community. Now, if we don't have the group that's gonna fit you, let us know so then we can start that group and make sure that you are connected to someone. Now, I say this all the time because it's true. Joining one of these groups might be the best thing that you do while you're here at Akuo. Now, the next thing I wanna talk about is about being in community, but it's not about being in community with one another here at Akuo Church. It's about being in community with all the people that live in our neighborhoods around us. It's our third annual trunk or treat. I'm so excited about it. This is gonna happen on Saturday, October the 29th from three to 6 p.m. in the parking lot right outside the church. We would love to have you be a part of it. You can help us with making sure cars get in and out safely. You could have your own trunk available to hand out candy. You could help us set things up and tear them down. You could also donate candy or put money toward the supplies that we will need for this event. To sign up for any of these things, you can go to the website, akuo.church, or you can scan the QR code that we have on the screen right now, or, or you can go, like I said, to the website, akuo.church slash sign up. If you're looking to drop off candy, we will be collecting it at church on Sunday, October the 16th. We can't wait to link to our community for this event alongside all of you. Like I said, this is one of my favorite things that we do every single year. And guys, we can't do that without you being generous in all the different ways that you have shown generosity to us through your sacrificial giving. And I want to encourage you to continue to do that. Now, I don't care how you're doing it, the amount you're giving. I just want you to make sure that you are listening to God to see how much he wants you to be giving right now. Now, if you aren't sure where to start or you're not necessarily hearing from the Lord specifically in this, one of the many ways that you can express your generosity here at Akuo is through the biblical me method of generosity called tithing, which means giving a first fruit 10% offering to the storehouse 
which is your local church. That could be where you get started until you hear from the Lord. Now, I also understand right now that sacrificial giving might not be a possibility for you right now. Things might be really tough for you and your family. And if that's you, that's okay. If things are tough for you right now, please allow us to help you out. Over the last couple of months, We've been doing all kinds of things like helping people with their rent or, or with their phone bills or with their electricity or water, whatever it is, we want to be linked to you during your tough time. So if you need anything at all, please reach out to us. Or if you know someone that needs help, let us know. To do that, all you have to do is go to our website, akuo.church, and click on the Contact Us link. You can also send an email to us at help at akuo.church, or you can text or call the church at 210 901 8785. Now, if you are willing to give here to Kuo Church, the way you can do that is by going to our website, akuo.church. Now, when you get there, all you have to do is click on the giving link and then follow the instructions there. And we also have our text to give option. For that, all you have to do is text akuo, A-K-O-U-O, and the dollar amount you want to give to the number 77977. Now, if you don't want to give electronically, I totally understand that. We also have our PO box available if you would like to give your gift through a check. For that, all you have to do is mail your check to Akuo at P.O. Box 100-125, San Antonio, Texas, 78201. All right, guys, that's all that I have for you today. I just want you to know that I love and appreciate all of you, and we will be praying for you all week long. So I just want you to know that I want to pray for you one last time if you'll allow me to do that. So uh, before we get out of here, I'll do that. So Lord, I pray that as these folks turn off their computers and put, turn off their phones, put away their TVs and their, their tablets, I pray that you would be with them and be speaking to them. I pray that you would repair the cracks that they have in their engine, that you would replace the, the, their broken engines they have within them. I pray that you would allow them to step into the new nature that you've created for them. I pray that they would be able to help out friends, family, community members. They would be able to show your love to every single person they come across this week. And we thank you for all of these things, Lord. We love you. And we pray these things in your name, Jesus. Amen. All right, that's all that we have for you. We will see you at a community group. Thanks for spending time with us today. You can find this message and any recent sermon available on demand at our website, akuo.church. That's A-K-O-U-O dot church. Also, connect with us on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube by searching Akuo Church. Welcome to the community. We hope to hear from you soon.